Welcome to SatNuts, the podcast. I'm your host, Drew Klein, VP of Seacom Satellite Systems. What is a SatNut? SatNuts are the shrewd, engaging characters from the space and SATCOM business. Yes, they do exist. This podcast is where we discuss past decisions, current markets, and future endeavors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Seacom Satellite Systems. Seacom is a pioneer and world leader in the mobile auto-pointing satellite antenna business. The company has sold more than 9,000 systems into over 100 countries. The product line includes vehicle-mounted driveaways, transportable case-based flyaways, backpack man-pack antennas, and fixed motorized products. All come with Seacom's proprietary iNet View controller system, which enables users to find broadband via satellite with just the push of a button. Seacom is also in late-stage development, partnered with the University of Waterloo, of a revolutionary KA-band electronically steerable phased array antenna technology that has the potential to forever change the antenna business. The company is publicly traded on the Canadian Venture Exchange under the symbol CMI and on the US OTC under the symbol CYSNF. Visit the website at www.c-comsat.com. That's www.c-comsat.com. Welcome to episode 00002. This is the second podcast. Uh, we made it this far, so really there's no stopping us. I had a great pleasure to interview two of my friends, two awesome Mexicans in this industry. We have a strong kinship, you know, me being a Canadian Jew and them being Mexicans, living in the States, living in Mexico. Sergio Murillo is co-founder and CEO of Red52. Uh, Red52 is a licensed public telecom network in Mexico. Jose Torres is the global sales director at Integrasis SA. Uh, a little bit about Sergio, he's, uh, he's been actively involved in assisting governments throughout the region in uh, LATAM and the Caribbean in the development of their telecommunications projects. And uh, he's a good friend of mine. And also Jose uh, is now at Integrasis where he's uh, currently the global sales director. Um, Jose has spent over 20 years in the satellite industry and uh, we've been friends since uh, the very first uh, time we met and uh, really enjoyed our conversation. We had uh, stimulating and funny and uh, just a great chat between uh, uh, two of the smarter, more sophisticated and fun-loving guys in the business. Give us some insight into LATAM, give us some insight into uh, their uh, business and how things are going. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Sergio Murillo from Red52 and Jose Torres from Integrasis. Orale, how are you? Hey, Bato. How are you, boys? We are transponding right now. It's uh, nice to have you on this podcast, and it's happy hour, so let's have a drink and, and catch up. Salud. Hey, salud. I thought you were gonna send. I thought you were going to send the bottle. I haven't gotten it yet. Stand by your uh, mailbox, Sergio. We'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have something delivered in the next, I guess. It's, it's taking like Amazon. Even just to deliver anything now, it's taking Amazon something like five weeks. 
Is it the same where you guys are? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't ordered anything. The, the only, I ordered something from eBay. I ordered some uh, face masks and they took my money and never sent the merchandise. Um, so <laughs> I guess that may be, that may be what happened. Sounds like an awesome deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think Amazon is, uh, those guys are, uh, overwhelmed. Yeah, it sounds right. like they're having some serious issues in terms of uh, logistics and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, so Jose, you and I were at the uh, DC show last month, and Sergio, you missed it. I did indeed, yes. What I, happened? I was in Costa Rica at the time. Um, don't know if if I had told you before, but we, we have a facility there, um, a world-class data center. Um, and we were uh, building a um, gateway for OneWeb hey. up until recently, I guess. Eh? Hopefully, uh. they'll get some money and, 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 and pick up where they left off. Um, but yeah, during the show, I was, I was down in Costa Rica. You ever been there? Yeah, we we uh, well no, we were in Panama together. That's what I was I was gonna say. We were in Panama together, but I've never been to Costa Rica. In fact, my my brother, uh, when 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 the uh, Washington show was over, my older brother was about to take his his family to Costa Rica for a week, but they 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 shortly thereafter closed the the Canadian border, so they made the decision to you know uh, avoid the trip and and probably a good idea because they would have had some difficulties getting back in. But yeah. uh, here it's beautiful. They call it the Switzerland of the Western Hemisphere. I don't know. Is it still like that? It, it is. Uh, it is actually. Um, if you can imagine um, a Mexico or Buenos Aires or, or a really nice Latin American city, but with no trash on the streets, no taco vendors on the <laughs> uh, on the sidewalks, it's very nice actually. Everybody there has a very eco uh, ecology mind mindset so um just everywhere you go everybody you talk to it's all it's all about nature and the environment and 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 preserving things uh it's very refreshing it's very mm. refreshing they have actually wonderful coffee what's going to happen with your gateway then is there any plan uh, following this one web uh, implosion well, we're hoping, um, you know, we've, we've got a really a, a wonderful location and world-class connectivity and uh, a great data center. So we're, we're hoping um, someone else will, will, will require a, a gateway in the area. Um, you know, we've reached out to SpaceX. We've reached out to uh, Amazon. We also hear some rumors about uh, some some possible buyers uh, for OneWeb's assets. Should that come about, well, they'll, they'll probably need uh, gateways as well. But I mean, we do we do other things there as well too. We're hosting um, uh, credit card processing for for one of the major uh, credit card companies. Uh, uh, we've got a couple of banks in there. Nice. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, it's a nice facility. We're we're going to try to uh, promote it. I'm sure it'll work out in the end. You were you were you were smart though not to go to the DC show. I think Jose and I were, Jose and I were maybe a little bit stupid <laughs> to uh, 
to, to, to not just go to the show, but then the day after they cancel the, sh the, the, fall, the, the, the last day of the show, we decide to go out to uh, uh, a party, a bourbon party. And, oh. you know, we, we spent, uh, we spent the night there and we had lots of, uh, lovely bourbons and, and, uh, it was, it was a, it was a fun event, but how did we not get sick? Uh, I, I, I had heard that, um, that, that some of the, um, host, uh, people, uh, got sick. I heard this too, but I don't have any confirmation. Did you hear any, anything more about this, Jose? Yeah, I think there, uh, some people got, uh, got the virus and, 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 uh, and, you know, the question is, we don't know from where they got it, but, uh, but more likely it will be, you know, from the show or from somewhere um, that, you know, usually when you are in these public places is where you get this type of virus. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that we, we, we were lucky because I mean, we, we were there. Uh, we spent most of the time I mean, on the show and then this, reception the last the last day and um i mean i think we we are lucky that uh, you know we didn't get it yeah i think uh if our wives had anything to say because that's one thing we all have in common is that we all have mexican wives and so <laughs> so i i think i think uh, uh sergio esperanza was probably pretty uh pretty adamant that you're staying in costa rica and uh and maybe Jose, my wife and your wife weren't uh, tough enough to get us to not go because my <laughs> wife was like, what are you even even before we went before it was kind of a little bit crazy. She's my wife was like, are you insane? Why are you going to this show, especially when a week before apparently there was there was covid at at the same uh, convention center? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, one of the things that happened to me, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm local here in in Washington D.C. So for me, it was like, okay, well, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'm local. I'll, I'll go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was wondering how many people we really uh, are coming. I don't know. I mean, that was a question. But I saw. I mean, it was not a hundred percent what usually is the show. Uh, it was maybe 50, 60 percent. I don't know. It was not the same. Um, yeah, so, it was uh, definitely it was definitely a disappointing show, um, but it was not for any reason that we didn't understand. I mean, we knew it was coming. I, I have a question for you guys. You both had booths there. Um, I, obviously, the traffic was down. Probably, you know, not not that many prospects coming around. But um, did you see or did you guys practice social distancing? Uh, during those days, uh, during, well, on the show floor. So, so for, from my perspective, uh, I was elbow bumping and <laughs> and foot bump and foot tapping everyone I could. Um, you know, a few guys came in for a big hug, and that was really hard. It's it's really hard to not give guys or gals or whoever you yeah. want to to see you haven't seen in a long time. It's hard to not give them a big hug or a handshake or whatever. But, you know, I also saw a lot of people saying, fuck it, and just giving handshakes, you know, and, and, and you know, it's not manly enough to, to, to do an elbow bump. It's you have to you have to show them how how tough you are, that you're not afraid to to get the coronavirus or whatever. It's it's I don't know. I found it kind of silly. I find this whole thing to be a little bit silly, but I don't know, Jose, what do you think? Did you did you see the same thing? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, when we had the show, uh, I mean, I wasn't like um, too concerned. I mean, I was like, okay, well, there's there's a coronavirus uh, out there, but I wasn't too concerned that he was going to be there. And obviously, I was trying to follow all the directions, the social distancing, and things like that. But at that point, we it was just the beginning. So we were not, I mean, we didn't know really, okay, should we do this? Should we just shake hands or not? But I, I mean, I, I was shaking hands with everybody. And even uh, in the receptions that we had during the show, I mean, they have, uh, everybody was, you know, networking and everybody was talking to each other and everybody was eating and, and shaking hands. So, I mean. Like now when you go, now when you go to the grocery store, you see this invisible wall between people right of about six or eight feet uh distance uh, standing in line we definitely definitely were not doing that at the uh, at the satellite show well no you know, it, it was it was not it's still not we were not really at the point that everybody like we are right now which i was very to be honest i was very shocked that things how things progress particular here in the united states that you know looking what what happened in new york it's like, oh my God, is this really happening? Um, because I mean, uh, it, it was unbelievable. How, how are you guys? How are you guys holding up uh, at home? I know you're in Virginia, Jose, and 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 Sergio. You're in Dallas. You normally are living in Mexico City, but so what? What are you guys doing? How's the family during this uh, very strange situation, Jose? Well, for me, it has been you know we need to you know, change the way we, we were, you know, working and kids obviously, you know, cancel schools. They, they, they're doing the homeschooling uh, and, and, you know, things completely changed. Um, so uh, right now, I mean, we are getting used to this new routine, we, which, you know, you work from home, kids, you know, take these uh, classes, online classes, uh, and uh, but kids are at home all day long and sometimes you know they're kids they want to be playing so like oh my god <laughs> how you can oh, terrible. Con control them because you know they want to go out and play with the friends neighbors and like hey well you know you got to keep your distance so uh, I mean it's hard it's been hard and I know it's always it's, it's stressful because I mean you're trying to you're working at the same time you know you're, you're watching the news or, you know, reading the news and what's happening around the world is like, oh my, this is, this is a very stressful situation. And Sergio, your boys are, are in their, what, late, early twenties, right? So they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're college kids. I guess it's probably in that sense, it's, it's a little bit easier than Jose's, which are, uh, are younger. Um, I just have to keep the refrigerator stocked with beer to, to keep them entertained. <laughs> yeah, but you can't bring in any girls for them. So that's that's where that's where the, the that's where the trouble lies for my, like my son Ben, who's just turning sixteen this week. He's supposed to go on his first driver's lessons this week. I mean, for for kids who are in their teens or in their early twenties, when they're really supposed to be out there living their lives. This is the worst. This is oh. like life in the time of COVID type awful. And, you know, right. for kids who are like my youngest son is eight, so he doesn't give a shit. You know, for him, it's he talks about it, but he doesn't really care. Um, he doesn't really see the impact. I guess, Jose, your kids are, are about that age, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, nine and 13. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I see. mean, one, one of the things that my son, I mean, he loves video games. So now he's like the master 
on video games. <laughs> That's bad. We don't. I, we, I, we try to discourage. My wife is putting together, you know, these school days, you know, um, for for our kids. Even even Ben, who's sixteen, you know, he's he's got you know math and computer science, and try to encourage them to be outside as much as possible. But uh, it's really hard, man. It's really hard to to keep them active and going. And this is this is really rough on on the teenage version of them. Well, you know, um, sometimes you got to think that the things happen for a reason. Uh, I came to Dallas um, to spend a weekend with with my mom and dad. They're 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 getting on in age. Uh, and I got stuck here. I, a, a, the day after I arrived, they had the, uh, the stay-at-home order. Uh, so I've gotten um, to spend some time very closely with my parents, which I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to do that in, in, in many, many years. Uh, and that has been nice. Um, mm. uh, my kids also, you know, they're, they're usually away at school and, and, and we're able to, to be together um, and we haven't really killed each other yet, um, <laughs> but um, there have been a few um, instances where uh, the cabin fever has kind of set in. My hygiene has taken <laughs> has taken a tumble. Like I am, I am exercising as often as I can, you know. But uh, and actually, I'm going into the office now. I've been going to the office for the last two weeks because uh, we're considered an essential business. So we. You know, we're all in the office, but but I, I, you know, I'm I'm exercising as much as possible. But when I was at home, shaving, teeth brushing, uh, eating on a regular, you know, you know, eating on a regular schedule, that all went to the window, and and uh, that's really hard to to when you're home all day. I mean, it's horrible. It's really really not a good place to be trapped. I mean, it's better than most, but uh, you can get that cabin fever. Uh, I've actually gotten. Um... Uh, or have done a lot more video conferences uh, than before. Before we'd just do, maybe do uh, audio-only calls and things like that, but it, we've gotten much more into video conferences. Uh, and you're right, Drew. Uh, you know, you, you put on a nice dress shirt, you, you comb your hair back, get ready for the um, uh, video conference, but you're in your boxer shorts uh, just with the <laughs> dress shirt on top. You know, That's the old trick. I know Jose pulls that trick all the time. <laughs> well, you know, this is one of the things that uh, when you, I mean, we travel uh, a lot, you know, that we, you know, since we are in this uh, global industry, uh, we travel different places. So sometimes you work out of, uh, you know, a hotel room or a restaurant or whatever you are. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you're stuck at home, uh, you know, 24 hours is like, wow. Um, I don't know. You you just want to uh, get away, you know, go it's, somewhere. It's really hard, you know, because all because both, you know, all three of us and, and pretty much, you know, most of the people in the sales side of our business, we spend so much time on the road. Uh, like you said, living in hotels, eating out at restaurants and, you know, we're gone sometimes, you know, two weeks a month or 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 something to that effect. So so getting used to this reality, which is not it's not look, it's not terrible to stay home. It's it's bad under these conditions. But also, you know, I miss traveling. I like being out on the road. I like visiting my customers. I like going to new places. And I'm sure you guys do, too. Oh, yeah. I uh, completely with you. I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, it's great to be home. But, you know, it comes to, to the point that when, you know, you, you start missing, you know, 
traveling, meeting face to face with customers, face to face with uh, colleagues, and you know, and you miss that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you do the video conferencing with everybody's doing it these days. You know, the WebEx, the Zoom, the Skype, and all of that. But you know, it's it's different. Yeah, I'm just wondering how how we're going to maintain our elite level on the frequent flyer programs when we're stuck at home. Believe me, I, I have already asked that question of uh, of Air Canada. Apparently it, apparently they're extending it, which is very kind of them, all the way till December 2021. But my question is, is is anybody still going to, you know, when is, you know, when are, when's the next trade show that we are going to see each other at, is my question. Is it going to be IBC? Is it going to be Oilcom? Is it going to be, you know, what's, wh- wh- where do we, where do we, if we had to guess today, where are we going to see each other next? I mean, it seems like IBC is still on. They haven't canceled IBC, but I don't know. It's September, so I don't know. It's it's, it's a tough call. I mean, uh, maybe it will be Allcom. Uh, well, you know, uh, I, 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 yeah, you're right. Uh, we we all miss traveling. That's that, that's just part of our fabric. And I guess probably part of the reason that that we all do our jobs as well as we do, but um, gosh, I don't know. I I'm a little nervous about going into an airport anytime soon. So what's your plan, uh, Sergio, for for getting back into Mexico? What, uh, is there have you looked into it? Like, is there a is there a timeline for you or some kind of schedule that you that well, they're I mean, asking you to? I, I I just out of curiosity, I've been I've been looking. Uh, there used to be like I don't know, 15 flights a day into Mexico out of out of DFW, uh, and now it's down to one. Mm. Um, and and uh, you know, on other airlines, you got to go through Detroit or or you, you got to go through uh, Atlanta or 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 DC even um, to 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 get where you're going. So uh, it's good for racking up points, but uh, mm. it's an all-day affair in another airport that you have to go through. So um, it's difficult. I mean, I'd I'd almost rather just rent a car and drive down. Sure, sure. And you you could do that reverse coyote yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and but you know what what is happening? Like for example, as you know, this this coronavirus has been like a wave started in China and then moved to Europe, and then Europe came to uh, United States, and now it's spreading everywhere. Now. Uh, I, I believe Mexico is kind of like uh, the peak time will be maybe two months from now. That's what they're talking about. Mm. So, so who knows? And maybe Sergio's, I don't I'm, know if you're going to be able to go back to Mexico <laughs> very soon. <laughs> I, I, I'm stuck here for a while. I mean, I, I, the way I'm seeing it right now, the most optimistic would be a month out from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, and that's pretty iffy. This podcast is brought to you by Red52. Red52 is a licensed public telecommunications network in Mexico, operating their teleport in Mexico City, providing full services for video, data, voice, and internet connectivity to government and private sector customers. Red52 delivers fast, affordable broadband connectivity to rural and remote areas across Mexico, Latin America, and the Caribbean with satellite and fixed wireless networks. With Red52 services, your business will have access to unsurpassed high-speed broadband no matter how remote your location. 
For more information, please visit www.red52.com. That's www.red, the number five, the number two, dot com. This podcast is also brought to you by Integrasis SA. Integrasis is a privately owned company specialized in engineering and manufacturing satellite spectrum monitoring systems in the telecommunication and broadcasting markets. Founded in 1990 in Spain, the company has evolved to offer a wide range of signal monitoring products alongside VSAT deployment, maintenance, and link budget solutions for various telecom and satellite service customers. Integrasis provides the industry with the best quality and fastest technology available in carrier monitor systems with the customer service and care that you, our customers, deserve. Visit the website at www.integrasis-space.com. That's www.integrasis-space.com. You know, I hadn't been to visit my folks in uh, in a while, and you fly into DFW Airport, and you you get in a rental car, and you turn on the radio, and just right away, as soon as you hear the DJ talk, you know you're in Texas. <laughs> Why, what, is he, what is he saying? Is he talking Texas about Texas accent? But yeah, you know you're in Texas. Yeah. What is what is what does a Texas DJ sound like in Dallas? Is he different than a an Austin or a Houston or a San Antonio DJ, as I'm asking as a Canadian, because I don't know. Well, pretty much, pretty much all of Texas is uh, pretty similar. Certainly, Dallas and Houston are are pretty similar. When you get down into San Antonio around there, you have more of a uh, of a, a Mexican Latin influence mm. um, in in uh, um, in the way that they speak, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, you uh, they 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 talk about uh, y'all coming to visit, and uh, would you like some iced tea? And uh, um, yeah. but it's, I gotta I, say, I, I, lo- uh, I love driving through Texas. It I always had some. I, I've always had great meals in Texas, and the people in that I've met in Houston have always been so hospitable and warm. Um, it's a great state. Yeah, yeah, and the barbecue is great. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. The, the barbecue, the steak. Uh, oh, it's, it's so good. So, so you guys, you, you both have a lot of experience selling, selling into Mexico. Obviously, you know, Sergio, your your Red Fifty Two, your company is based in Mexico, and and Jose, you've, you know, worked for the bigger operators. Um, you know, mostly dealing in LATAM. How would you say it's different? You know, Mexico versus the rest of LATAM, or Mexico versus the rest of the world. How would you say the attitudes are there? towards selling is it more a who you know type thing or is it uh what you know like wh- how, how is it different in mexico versus the rest of the world well i can say mexico i mean it's it's a combination of mexico is located in this this uh geographical point where you know you're part of latin america but but then you are part of north america as well so in some cases you know you want you you say oh i'm part of uh you know north america but in in, in Culturally, you are more Latin America. So, the way the way you know working in Mexico, and I'm also I'm, I'm I'm from Mexico. I think the relationships are very important. Personal relationships are key. Uh, all the all those good contacts that you develop over the years are very important. Uh, people that you know, 
people that can, you know, let you in and get information about projects and things are happening. So that's very important. Mexico, uh, you know, has, you know, it's, it's like the rest of Latin America. They, they have good and bad years. All of a sudden, Mexico is at the top of it. All of a sudden, Mexico is, is at the bottom, mm. uh, which right now is happening. Mexico, it's not at the top right now. Uh, you know, the country has gone through a lot of uh, political changes and uh, they're experiencing a lot of, uh, you know, issues uh, in terms of uh, businesses and, you know, uh, all, you know, companies are struggling. Uh, and, you know, right now the situation is not that great. And on top of that, you're adding this uh, COVID-19 crisis, which it's, you know, it's getting even worse. It, it was bad. Now it's, can you imagine adding that on top? It's just, uh, it's not a good, good, uh, good place now to, to do business. So, yeah. um, uh, do you concur uh, with that, Sergio? Like, do you, do you... I, I, I do, I agree with everything that Jose said. And, and I would add that, um, in terms of, of, of selling and the process, uh, and the science of selling, uh, the Latin Americans very much appreciate, uh, visits. They, they like for you to come to visit. And in fact, um, uh, there is a very direct proportion to uh, the fact that the further that you travel to see them, the more of an expert you are. Hmm. Um, so um, that um, that also is, is a component of this. Um, that's really yeah. interesting. I mean, that's that's. I think that has a lot. Uh, that's that's very common in many parts of the world, except in North America and maybe in in Europe. I don't think North Americans or, or, you know, when I say North Americans, I mean Canadians and Americans uh, um, in this in this case uh, and Europeans. I don't think they really care too much to see you. They they don't put as much of a, uh, a, a weight on it as as maybe the, you know, the Asian cultures do or the or the um, Latino cultures do. Is that, I mean, is that do you think that's correct in some ways? Well, it, it's like Jose had mentioned that. Uh, relationships are very important, and it's relationship selling. So um, when you actually trouble yourself to go and visit someone, uh, they do appreciate it, and it helps uh, cement and and promote uh, those close relationships, which um, even if they don't buy from you today, they may be in a position to buy from you later or recommend you later on. And that's very important. It's very, very important. This one thing I see a lot of um, of, um, of Jose um, Alvaro, uh, you're the, the owner of Integrasis, the company you're working for today. Uh, Alvaro is everywhere all the time, and you can never yeah. miss the guy. He's six foot ten <laughs> almost. You know, you can't miss him. And the guy is always on the road, and he's always hoofing it, and he's always you know glad handing, shaking. You know, not anymore maybe, but he's always there. And I think I'm a big believer in that as well, especially in our business. You have to show up. It's it's 50 percent of the battle. You got to show up to your customer sites. You got to show up to the conferences. You got to show up to the trade shows. It's 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 very important. And, and we, we shouldn't we shouldn't minimize it. And especially going forward through this bloody crisis, you know, hopefully we can get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's very important. And I think uh, I mean, talking about Mexico, but I mean, applies for many other countries in the world uh, relationships be 
being there. I mean, face to face, it's a very important. Mm. So, so what kind of you know we've already seen and, and briefly talked about um, you know the OneWeb implosion, and it's already in, in in your case, Sergio, affecting your business. But what so what kind of um, ripple effects do you think we would see? Uh, from this COVID crisis hitting specifically the SATCOM markets, do you do you guys see anything specific happening in the in the short run? Well, uh, I think I think there's a lot of uh, uncertainty right now, um, and as Jose mentioned a little while ago, uh, put that health uncertainty on top of the political uncertainty uh, that there is in many Latin American countries right now, um, and and and. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a little while yet. Yeah, I think uh, what what is happening is uh, maybe there's going to be more uh, since everybody now is working remotely. I mean, everybody's working from home or you know from you know their uh, their location, remote location. Um, they need good connectivity. So I think right now the this the satcom in general, satellite communications. Uh, telecommunications is going to be focused on them providing that high-speed connectivity that everybody needs at home. It's very important. I like, for example, here at home, you know, since I knew that I was going to be stuck here for like I don't know two months, three months, who knows? I upgraded my internet because I needed more more bandwidth because you know my kid is taking homeschooling. He's using internet. My wife is working from home. She's using the internet. Everybody's using the internet. And mm-hmm. then my then you know my son all of a sudden he's playing video games online so he's using internet so everybody's using internet so i think it requires you you will need more bandwidth but uh, it will, it will uh, be no, you don't fo- need more bandwidth you just need more you just need a red 52 connection <laughs> <laughs> shameless promotion <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the things is like you know you focus on these uh you know opportunities right now that everybody you know needs more bandwidth but there are other businesses that maybe are closed and they don't, they don't require bandwidth. You know, there are some places that they're closed. Did, did you guys read, um, I wrote uh, about a year ago, I wrote um, an article, a white paper entitled the, the Global Telemedicine Vehicle Network and why we should build one. You know, the, this is the market that I think, you know, unfortunately in these situations, you know, where, you know, where we have these massive disasters, we we do tend to do well in the SATCOM business during periods of disaster. So my feeling was this was, you know, I wrote this almost a year and a half ago. If we built a, a global telemedicine vehicle network or just a, a vehicle network of, say, 100,000 vehicles, which is a lot, I know. But if you built 100,000 vehicles to per, to do primary health care, around the world, in all the places where there is no connectivity, you have the chance to really, you know, narrow the gap between those who have and those who don't, and especially in terms of providing just basic health care to about 3 billion people who don't currently have it. So maybe, you know, maybe there's a chance that, and I know, Sergio, your dad's a, still a practicing doctor in his, in his early 90s, right? Yeah. And so... Is he doing any telemedicine? Do you do you see him working still in that? And do you see do you see the the telemedicine side of our business being the one that potentially has the most to benefit from this this current global pandemic? Well, I I, I do, and I I strongly believe that uh, tele telemedicine will be the wave of the future. It's the only way we can reach these three billion people. But 
circling back to your question about my father, he's one of those uh, people that should not have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to teach him to make sure uh, uh, not you know if he's going to go to those dirty sites, he has to make sure not click on anything stupid because that's. <laughs> I, I believe me, I showed my father-in-law that many years ago. You know, I said, here you go. Here's how you hide your bookmarks. <laughs> well, you know, um, I've been in this business for decades. Um, and still, when, when, when I come, my mother, when I see my mother, she asks me when I'm going to get a real job. <laughs> and th does, does Integrasis have any telemedicine type applications that they're that this that your that your uh, product would work towards or is that is that not vertical specific jose well no we 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 do we we get involved in these projects particularly because uh you know we see the there's some health uh you know projects uh, telemedicine uh, projects where they need the connectivity so the way we we do it uh, we, we provide our systems uh you know our you know are set up installed in top of the infrastructure like you know they have the satellite uh, infrastructure antennas these uh, modems uh, uh, all the equipment that makes that happen then you know our systems sit in top of the, the the infrastructure so you know we allow to do the 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 you know the right installation uh, of the systems the, and then uh, to monitor that all the sites are working properly so mm -hmm. yeah I mean we we we, we get involved on that uh, a lot. And lately we've seen a, an increase on, on those type of projects. So I completely agree. I mean, right now this is um, it's becoming very, very, uh, very important. We've been involved in, in disaster uh, response uh, operations for, for, for many years. We work with uh, NetHope and a lot of the other uh, NGOs. Back in, in 2017, after uh, Hurricane uh, Maria, we 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 did a lot of work in in Puerto Rico and in the Caribbean region, um, getting comms back up. And uh, in fact, in Puerto Rico, uh, we were helping with uh, uh, getting a mobile health network started with some uh, conditioned buses that would go out to the uh, to some of the rural areas and help. But that kind of a thing and I think what 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 you were talking about in your white paper um, was more specific in, in in that sense a hurricane comes there's disaster you go in you provide the connectivity uh, there's telemedicine and 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 other connectivity needs as well mm. um, but um, speaking specifically of telemedicine what we're dealing with today is something very different um, this is a global problem, and um, the person that's stuck in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan needs just as much the telemedicine uh, as a remote village in the jungles of Africa. Mm. So that's uh, true. But you know, the question is: is the question I have is, can we really depend on the governments and the NGOs to get this right? I mean. Sergio, remember when we were in, in Panama a few years ago and, and they took us on a tour of the, they had these huge hangars just filled with equipment and they had something like $5 million worth of Tamiflu vaccine that was expired, that had to be thrown away. And they had to spend 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, according to the guys we were with, just to dispose of it. Yeah, they, 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 yeah they didn't I, even... I do remember uh, that was the uh, UNHCR, I think, the uh, United Nations uh, Depot. I think there's like five or six of them around the world. Panama's one of them. Right. I, I was impressed with a lot of the other things that they had there. Yes, they had VSATs there. Yes, they had uh, water purification systems there. And they even they were even stocking up on body bags. But can but, we trust these guys to get it right? I mean, they 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 bought they, just in this one hangar alone. This this left the biggest mark on me: five million dollars worth of wasted vaccine that they didn't even use. And you know, granted, maybe it was a bunk vaccine. Maybe it was just not a good good year for it. Who knows? But I mean, there's so much waste that the governments and the NGOs go through. Can we trust them to get it right? And you deal with these guys a lot. Can we trust them to get it right? Well, you know, uh, the, the thing is uh, about that specific example um, is that you got to have them stockpiled. You, you, you have to have a stockpile of, of, of medicine, of uh, PPE, uh, of, of, of ventilators, of uh, all, that, all that type of, of things. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, most medicines do have expiration dates, but you can't not have them. And, and and the fact that they had them and did not use them while, yes, it was a waste, um, at the same time, it was a good thing. That means that there was no emergency where they required them. The question, can we trust them? Uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's a tough question, but I think that's probably the best shot that we have. Well, well we got we, we to trust that... Uh... Bill Gates is going to get the, the the vaccine for to cure the COVID nineteen, right? <laughs> well, have you have you seen this guy's PR people? Because he's he's getting beaten up badly all over the uh, interwebs. Uh, you know, people think that Bill Gates is now this evil genius who's uh, who's going to imprint us all with some digital signature virus that has Windows in it or something, and uh, we'll. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, have you been reading this stuff? It is off the wall, crazy shit constantly all over yeah, the yeah. interwebs. It's crazy stuff. Uh, everybody's uh, t saying that now he quit Microsoft just to join this new new business. And, you know, uh, but I mean, I don't know. The best <laughs> one I heard was the, you know, because 5G has been just also been getting hammered. Uh, because they're, you know, some of the conspira conspiracy people um, have been talking about how 5G is, you know, enhancing and accelerating the coronavirus. And the the funny one I heard today was Bill Gates. The fifth letter in his name is a G, so 5G. They're, and they were they were just saying it's they're, they're it's just crazy. These guys need new PR people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. I never I, I never realized that. There you go. Take it take it to the bank, Sergio. That's gonna be a five G Bill Gates fifth letter in his name. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the, you know with 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 what's going on, you know the big operators, maybe with the exception of Viasat and Hughes, you know that most of the big three operators have been struggling for 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 some time. Utelsat, SES, Intelsat. Obviously, the, the COVID is going to exacerbate that. So as somebody, you know, Jose, who's worked for all these companies before and, 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 and Sergio, as somebody who, you know, buys capacity and works with these guys, how do you see them moving forward uh, post this, this catastrophe? Sergio, go ahead. 
Mm, that's a uh, that, that that's a good question. Um, they are taking a hit. They were taking a hit on uh, the space segment pricing uh, even before the crisis, and um, I suspect, sadly, that a lot of companies are going to go belly up, uh, not just OneWeb, and that's going to put further pressure on them. I mean, we're down to thousand dollars a megahertz. Recently, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down even more. Long term, I think uh, I think they're going to be in good shape. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, in general, geo uh, satellite operators. Uh, I mean, they're going to see a demand in the bandwidth, particularly for some of the consumer uh, applications. Uh, we see like, you know, they're going to require you know, more bandwidth. They're going to be maybe focusing more on the, on the end user uh, rather than, you know, other, you know, businesses, which now are, don't require connectivity or they're, they're shut down, completely shut down. Um, so, so I think, um, I think geo company, like the companies that you mentioned drew, like Intel said, ACS, uh, Telesat, those companies, I mean, they're just going to continue. I think, uh, uh, they should see a, an increase in demand, uh, and, and then obviously now they're just changing their uh, the way they they're doing business. So they they are now selling uh, to the end user, so which is opening new markets for them. Mm. Well, well, let's. Uh, I, I mean, we're all of us are pretty much more on the on, on the data side than uh, than anything else. But they're also taking a hit on the video side of this business. There's no football games. There's no basketball games uh, that are being uh, transmitted. There's no Olympics. There's no mm. Tour de France. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, events, sporting events, for example, that that would use a lot of bandwidth, are just not transmitting. Yeah. So That's a good point. Uh, they, they, they they've got to be hurting. That's a good point. I think uh, maybe we we don't even really maybe understand until you start unpacking all of these different industries the the effect that this is having on all the different verticals that we deal with it's it's really unbelievable and uh i'm just very hopeful that that our industry and and the rest of the world gets back on its feet you know quicker than quicker than we hope yeah completely agree absolutely Okay, guys. Well, I I think this was a this was a good happy hour. This was a good good start for us. Is there? Um, I, I don't want to I don't want to keep you guys too long because I know that this is the Satnuts. You like the name, by the way, Satnuts. <laughs> it's very appropriate. If 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 we get past uh, the first couple, uh, and if you, people find this interesting and valuable, then we'll keep doing it because uh, I I enjoy doing it. You know, I, I had a great conversation with our mutual friend uh broom oh uh, yeah um uh, broom and and uh steve birnbaum at the uh at the dc show we just sat around and we talked i didn't know that those two guys knew each other but i knew both of them we just talked for like an hour and we had just this wonderful conversation about the business and about life and about you know everything and i said you know this this is somewhat something that I think is missing from our, our industry. Maybe, maybe our industry is just a little bit too, you know, uptight or conservative or it doesn't really have, you know, a loose, a loose, engaging conversation that we all that we tend to have, you know, in person. But um, so I, I was hoping to kind of replicate something like that. That was the only reason why I I, I wanted to bring 
all of us nuts into one place. And there's a lot of rich characters in our industry. And, and uh, I'm thankful to, to know you two guys and, and, uh, and hope we uh, see each other sooner than later. Are we the premier well, nuts? <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're one of the early nuts. Yes, you definitely are. <laughs> well, you know, looking forward for, you know, see each other, hopefully sooner than later. And, uh, you know, hopefully by then we have, the markets will be open again and, and, and we're going to be able to um, uh, travel. But uh, who knows? I mean, it seems like everything is changing now these days. Travel, sell, you know, go places, see people, do things, you know, all those things that we're, that we're missing out on. Subscribe to SatNuts, the podcast. Also, rate and review on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, and anywhere fine podcasts are downloaded for free. Audio engineering provided by Ben Klein. Music provided by Bacon Jew. Special thanks to the entire CECOM staff. Stay nuts, everybody.